Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by my co-host, Derek Terry. Derek, we talked a lot yesterday on uh, on this ep- on this podcast about Kentucky's basketball roster and some big decisions happening and then the deadlines approaching. Oscar Shibwe just delivered some massive news for the Kentucky basketball program. Yeah, arguably, you know, the most important news of the offseason uh, could be argued that way. I'm sure people take it a few different ways. But the fact that Oscar Shibla announced on SportsCenter that he will be back at Kentucky for, I guess, technically a senior season, uh, even though he has another COVID year or two, I can't imagine we'll be lucky enough to get Oscar back for two more seasons. But um, he will be back next year, Sean. And what that does, I mean, it solidifies uh, the first returning national player of the year to come back to college since, I think, 2008. Uh, with Tyler Hansborough. I mean, this is a massive deal. This is one of the best players on your team and, and truly one of the best players in the country. And it obviously helps that he's a fan favorite. But in terms of being a cornerstone for next year's team, it's hard to think Coach Cal could have gotten much more good news than this. And turning back the clock here a little bit too, right, with the sports center announcement, that's yeah. something that Kentucky was very good at before the social media platforms and the the edits and all that stuff took over. It was all about ESPN and Live Sports Center, and I can't even imagine what those ratings were when Oscar Shibway announced the, announced his decision. Especially the buildup with about an hour of letting people know, like I'm assuming that's probably going to be the most watched thing on ESPN today. Yeah, I mean, seemed like the initial thought was uh, it was going to happen at 12:15, and it ended up happening at 1:15. So you got people tuning in, uh, leaving their TVs on sports center, probably if they're at home or in the office, wherever they may be, uh, wherever they have access to TV. Um, and I guess I'm mobile too. I've never watched sports center on my phone, but I'm sure it's there, uh, to have, but this was one of those decisions, Sean, when you, when you look at it, I mean, if you go off the reporting and a lot of good reporters that cover Kentucky, a lot of good guys nationally, I mean, it, it seemed like it almost reached a point where it would have been a surprise had he decided not to come back. Um, just with how things were going. I mean, you talked about his status. He's not your normal – it's not your normal stay-or-go decision, I don't think. I mean, this is a guy who really took this fan base uh, by storm. I mean, they, one of the more – I'm trying to th- – I mean, what, Anthony Davis maybe, the most recent fan yeah. favorite as big as Oscar? I, would, I don't think anyone uh, – I mean, maybe Tyler Ulis, but I don't think even he reached the, the level that uh, Oscar did, so – the NIL factor, I think, certainly helps in this. Uh, I, I would assume that they have that all worked out um, for him to be coming back for another year. But it also feels good, I think, for people um, who don't love, and I understand it, who don't love the way Kentucky basketball has gone with stay or go decisions. But this feels like a kid who, from the time he got to the United States, wanted to be a Kentucky basketball player. And Oscar could have gone pro. I, I would bet he probably would have made an NBA team next season. Yeah. But he's making the decision like he wants to be at Kentucky. And I think that goes a long way for a fan base that, to be honest, I mean, there's been a lot of guys who publicly have stated that they were just here to get out as fast as they can. And for a guy like Oscar to to want to come back, to want to be a part of this, I think it'll only further um, cement his legacy at Kentucky. Yeah, and, and don't take it for granted, right? And I don't think that yeah. there's a fan out there that will because we, we've we watched this play out for years and it never has gone in Kentucky's favor, especially of a caliber player of oh, yeah. Oscar Shibway and the reigning national player of the year, the first unanimous player of the year 
in program history. Like this is the perfect news, Derek. I know we talked about all this on yesterday's episode and, and got into the ins and outs of it and how big it would be now that it's officially here. When it comes to way, the way this season ended for John Calipari in Kentucky and kind of the the temperature of the room here when it comes to the fans and how they are looking at John Calipari in this current program, you're not going to erase the way that that season ended. You're still going to have a lot of critics out there. They're going to be very loud, and it's not going to go away during the regular season. It's going to take an NCAA tournament run for those fans to kind of maybe hush or maybe be – Uh, convinced that Cal's still the guy but this feels like the perfect PR move here for some good news that even the loudest critics they have to be excited today oh yeah I mean this is a this is a good day I mean this is I mean a great day really you're we were texting earlier I mean we're we're working under the assumption Savvy Wheeler is going to be back you know you got Case Wallace and Chris Livingston coming in and with Oscar back I feel like there's a great chance four of those guys are your starters. I mean, you're in a spot now where you fight the starting lineup. You know, like we said yesterday, you can pretty much see this thing for what it is. Um, my guess would be if Jacob Toppin's back, he'll probably send a pretty good chance to be in the starting lineup. Um, I suppose the waiting to hear what happens with Shaden Sharp, I think that would shuffle things a little bit. But, I mean, you you get the point. You kind of feel like the, the makeup is there. And then even with the bench, with, with Frederick back, Collins, um, we expect, I mean, I feel comfortable saying this. I feel like Antonio Reeves will be on next year's team, the transfer from Illinois State. So I feel like, you you know, you got Lance Ware is another guy who can work his way in. I mean, it does feel like a lot of these decisions have been made. And, and who knows, if Shaden does choose to leave, maybe they, they try to go out and get another guard. I don't know how things will go from there. But knowing you got a guy who averages 17 points and 15 boards back, former McDonald's All-American in high school and National Player of the Year, I think you're going to see Kentucky wherever they are right now in the uh, preseason polls or, you know, the way too early polls. I think you're going to see them shoot up quite a bit with this news that Oscar's back. To me, you have to solidify them as a top 10 team with him returning and what they have coming in and what we expect coming back. I I think some, I think you'll see some, some national guys probably in the next two to three days, maybe even list them as preseason number one without even knowing what's going to happen with Shaden Sharp and some other pieces too that are still kind of floating out there with Jacob Toppin and what happens with Xavier Wheeler, what do they add from the portal? But I do think that it solidifies Kentucky as a top-10 team. We've been talking about that for the last few weeks, that if they got one of Oscar and Shaden back, you could see a path to being very good next year. And, and now that's taken care of. Now it's what does the final piece look like? What does the final puzzle look like? Is Shaden Sharp a part of that? That deadline's approaching as well, but – as far as what could play out, that this was big. This is a big domino to fall. I do think Kentucky's front court, I think you could almost look and say that it's done, depending on what happens with Jacob Toppin and Keon Brooks. I don't think that they add anything new to that. Now that you've got Sheboy here, we assume that Lance Ware is going to come and, and kind of back him up there. Damian Collins still there. It feels like the front court is intact and complete. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I would say the only way it wouldn't be is if we get surprising news that for whatever reason, both Toppin and Brooks wouldn't be back next year. And I very unlikely, I think, that neither of those dudes would be back for next season. Um I would say at least one of those for sure. And uh, you're right. I mean, that's a front court. It's, it's interesting. You have uh, a star, obviously, in Sheboy. He's, he's your rock down there. You have a guy with quite a bit of experience and wear. And then once we get into the summer, closer to fall, and we start talking more about this team, I mean, I think the X factor in one of them for next year is how does Damian Collins develop? Because if he starts to hit the ceiling of what he can be, that totally changes what next year's team can be. I mean, I think he's a huge piece of why. I think his progress over the summer and into next year is a huge storyline. Um, and the fact that you do have Oscar back, though, and likely Toppin or Brooks, whoever it may be, I still think he gets to go into the season in a place where he won't be counted on, you know, tremendously. But, uh, you know, all the, all the pressure won't fall on him. But I do think it's very important that he improves – uh, get stronger because he's got a skill set that this team needs. So I'm with you, the backcourt. I, I can't imagine it'll be much longer before we hear what Shaden chooses to do. But even then, I mean, I think you feel – would you say yesterday 70% you thought of the roster was – About 75, I thought. 70, was. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, you, you basically see what it's going to be, but there's a few moves here and there um, yeah. until we really figure out the end of it. But I, I think the roster – you're talking about the preseason polls, like – I guess if you look at it in the sense that this was a two seed that played really well for a lot of the season, you're returning the national player of the year. You're returning the starting point guard. You're adding two, depending on what website you look at, not ESPN, uh, but yeah, two top 10 there. recruits. <laughs> uh, in case awesome. Wallace, yeah. In case of Wallace and Chris Livingston. Um, and, and then you're either going to probably have I mean, a potential third starter. If Keon Brooks chooses to come back and, and earns a starting job. And if not, you still have, Jacob Toppin, who's who's played quite a bit of basketball for Kentucky. So, in that sense, Sean, it actually makes – you know, we've seen teams at Kentucky with all new players get ranked in the top five. Um, this this one makes a lot of yeah. sense just because you know a lot of proven commodities on this team and then some guys who um, will have to come in and kind of blend a little bit. But I think today's a good day to be excited. And we'll see what happens with Sharp. He, he might balance it out here later this week or whatever and announce that he's leaving. But for today – Kentucky fans, I think, desperately needed this news. Something good because it's been a long time, it feels like, since anything really good's happened for this program. And if you're like me, too, you can group C.J. Frederick into that group of freshmen, honestly, yeah. because we haven't got to see him on the floor in a Kentucky jersey. And then you mentioned Reeves a minute ago from Illinois State. Uh, Crystal Ball actually went in for Kentucky this morning. So it seems that they're trending in a good direction with that. So if you end up having a, a, a group that I consider new guys that haven't been on the floor of those two freshmen, and Wallace and Livingston, you get Reeves, you throw Frederick in there, you got Oscar coming back, possibly Wheeler, Toppin, where I mean, that's a really solid roster. If Shaden leaves, though, and they add Reeves, I still could see them going and getting one more guard, maybe, if it, if it makes sense. I, I don't really know. I, I want to see here in the next couple of weeks, obviously, the Shaden Sharp news, that's going to be the next domino to fall when that one falls. 
then I think you can kind of key in and start thinking, all right, this roster, which direction are they going? Is there another guy that they're going after? Is there a guy that goes into the portal between now and May 1st that we don't know about? Uh, a lot still to play out, but this is really good news. You were mentioning ESPN rankings there, just in case no one has, oh, yeah. knows what we're talking about. <laughs> ESPN ranks Cason Wallace at number 20. That is way off from Rivals at number five and 24-7 at number six. That one just doesn't make sense to me, Derek. And then Livingston is at number 12. I think even Livingston's lower uh, yeah. there than he is in some others. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that does factor into the composite, though. So you're going to see Wallace take a little bit of a hit unless someone really balances that out. And, and I doubt he gets any higher than five or six, it seems like. Uh, Wallace's game I mean that's a pretty good spot for him to be I'm not going to take any kind of stock into that at all not that I mean those guys that do the ESPN rankings they certainly know more basketball than I do but having watched Case Wallace play having listened to people who have seen him play high school ball I've got no worries about him next season I think he's going to be a very good player at Kentucky so rank him whatever you want I think he's going to be a really good player but the last thing I want to talk to you about on Sheboy because we are talking about a guy who averaged 17 points 15 rebounds those are Great numbers. I mean, phenomenal college basketball numbers. How do you see his season going next year? I guess would be my question because, you know, he this was a great season. Would it be hard to replicate that, you think? Can he improve on these numbers? How do you kind of see his season playing out? See, see that's the thing. Somebody actually asked me that. How much better can he get? And it's a guy, too, that he's he's obviously going to be a year older. He's not going to improve his draft stock a ton. I do think that had he entered the draft, he would have been drafted. And I think that he has the body, the frame, the just overall, the way he does interviews, everything. I think he could be a 10-year pro. I really do. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to what can he do next season, uh, well, I mean, he he did say he wanted to average 20 rebounds, right? So he still – he fell short of that this year, just jokingly. Uh, that might be a goal of his or maybe – but to me, it's to add to his game. And is it to step out and show that he can not only shoot it from 15, 16 feet, does he back that up to 19 feet? Does he start taking threes maybe here and there just to showcase that part of his game? Get better feet in the post on his post moves. I think that'll be a focal point, defending the pick and roll and getting better defensively. But as far as his numbers go, Derek, I mean, you could probably see him dip just a little bit and it still be an, an insane season, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want people to think that – just because Oscar's coming back, he's going to go for 17 and 15 again. If it ends up being 16 and 14 or 14 so and 14, great. it's still really good. You can't look at that and measure it and think that he's, you know, underperforming. Like what he did this season was incredible. But I'll also say this. I think the points per game can go up because you yeah. got to see him as the season went along and in conference play and into the late year, there were multiple 30 and 15 games. Like he started getting to 30 points, 27 points. I could see him getting to 19, 18, 19, 20 points, honestly. Well, man, last thing I'll say, and I said it yesterday, I don't know how likely it is at this point, but you got one of those guys back and Chibwe, if they get sharp back, even after all that's happened the last month and a half or whatever, really the last month, I guess, still feel like next season's team will probably be the best in the country if yep. that happens. I think they'll have the most talent in the country. It doesn't mean they'll win. Uh, but I think that will be the kind of team that needs to go into the season with high expectations. I think getting Oscar back sets pretty high expectations anyway. I mean, having him and the core guys are going to have around him, they should be a pretty strong team. But I think Sharp is the kind of guy that can really take this thing to the next level and kind of move them into, for sure, like national title contending status. Are they, would you say they're there anyway? 
even with Shibuya back. I mean, it depends on what kind, how many groups of teams you want to kind of put into that mix, especially with how wild the tournament is. But I think in terms of the betting odds, I think with Shade and Sharp, they got to be near the top. I mean, you you have to think that right now, too, because ju- just to – we'll wrap up with this, but let's just say that we're assuming Xavier Wheeler is the point guard, and I think that probably becomes the biggest question mark, right? Can they win a title with Xavier Wheeler running the point? I think John Calipari thought they could last year. For two or three months, they looked like the team to beat. And then some things happened. Was it injuries? Well, we'll never know. But we do know that they were banged up down the stretch. So you're talking a lineup now that could include Wheeler. You could have Cason Wallace. You have an option there of C.J. Frederick, Chris Livingston, the three. Assuming Jacob Toppin's back and then Oscar Shibway, like that's a really good starting five. That's a That's a preseason top ten team without adding anyone else or even talking about the possibility of Shaden Sharp or what they do in the portal with threes. I do think it's a team that'll be in that grouping of 10 to 12 teams when the season starts that the national champion could come from. Yeah. Well, well done, man. This is a good day. Hope you guys are tuning in, listening to us here at Kentucky daily. We've been waiting on some news to happen, Sean. And uh, I think we had a good episode yesterday. I hope you listen to that. Um, but today, to, to hear the news, and I guess it started breaking a little bit last night that uh, Oscar is likely to return. He has the has the Sports Center announcement, like you said, like the old days, and, and I think people are feeling good now. Yeah, and, uh, had, and had some people reach out and ask me if we're still going to do a defensive takeaways for Kentucky's defense from the spring game. I know that I said that. I think we can still overall do like a defensive breakdown here in the next couple of weeks, maybe yeah, just talk about the roster. Too. Yeah. yeah. And just talk about that roster on, on that side of the ball. So we'll be sure to get to that. We'll be sure to get to whatever happens with Shaden Sharp. Cause we know Derek at some point in the next few days, we're going to have to have that discussion because that deadline is approaching. Does it pass with him at Kentucky or does he declare remains to be seen? Uh, we'll obviously know something official on Xavier Wheeler at some point, Jacob Toppin, Keon Brooks. We'll get to all of that. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.